Today's episode is brought to you by Rootless Coffee Company. Rootless is a small batch roaster out of Flint, Michigan, making high-end coffee with bags designed by some of the comic industry's rising stars. Collaborating with artists, bands, brands, nonprofits, wrestlers, comedians, and more, Rootless is the punk rock gateway to craft coffee. Easy to understand and delicious roast options. Listeners get 20% off their order using the code HARDTIMES at checkout when you visit rootlesscoffee.com. Any size, any grind, any time. Break free from boring. Welcome to the first ever podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bolm. If this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. I am home from tour. Yay. Yay. I'm recording this in my office. This feels nice. Uh, I, I, I want to say thank you to everyone for uh, bearing with me for the last five weeks as I've been uh, doing radio hours and intros and outros from inside of vans from inside of uh like hotel dining areas or uh abandoned offices or or what have you um you know it was it was a it was there's a lot of trials and tribulations but i had a great time um overall i mean the the tour was wonderful i i'm i'm so thankful to thrice for taking us out and for uh self-defense family for the companionship along the way um yeah I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just feeling good. And today I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm recording this currently on a, on a, what day is it? It's on Tuesday. Uh, but I think tomorrow Touche is announcing a tour. I hope I'm not blowing that by saying that right now. I'm pretty sure a tour has been announced if you're hearing this right now. So, um, go check out touchamore.com for those tour dates in the spring. Um, my guest today is Chewy Hartman. He is an incredible painter. Uh, he, you might know his work from, uh, from the Turnstile Glow On rollout. If you're a Turnstile fan and you have been following, say, their Instagram on uh, all the shows and tours and, and uh, everything they did leading up to the release of the record up until now, anytime you've ever seen a painting or drawing of the band, it's been by Chewy. And um, they've used a lot of them. Uh, he also... Uh, while we were doing this interview, he was designing the record release cover, which he was hand painting each one of them. Um, I highly recommend, uh, maybe even before listening to this interview, going over to his Instagram and looking at it. It's uh, C-H-U-Y-H-A-R-T-M-A-N. And uh, just seeing the incredible work he does. He does outstanding portraits as well as uh, the thing that I think he may be um, first known for is... Uh, if you've been to a show in the LA area, you might see a, a, a taller gentleman drawing the show. He'll stand on the side of the stage and draw the show as it's happening. And uh, he'll post them afterwards. And they're really, really cool how he does them just on the spot and captures the energy of the show. 
um, we get into all of this stuff. It's uh, it's a really great interview, and um, I, I'm such a fan of Chewy's work. So uh, definitely give uh, give this episode uh, the listen it deserves because um, Chewy is uh, is is quite talented, and his story is uh, quite inspiring. Um, before we get there, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Discovered Magazine. Discovered is an international print counterculture magazine encompassing the best of music, art, skateboarding, and anything with a punk ethos. Listeners get 10% off a yearly subscription using the code FIRSTEVER, spelled out, when you hit store.dscvrd.co. And um, also, huge shout to, uh, to my boy Tim Crisp, who is the editor of the show, he hit me up the other day and said, yo, I want to I start editing some more podcasts. So if you do a podcast or thinking about doing a podcast and need someone to do the hard work, because let me tell you, um, a big part of me doing this podcast was I'm good at doing the fun part, which is the interview. I'm, I'm good at scheduling guests and, and doing all that stuff. What I cannot be trusted with is editing a show. I've, I've talked about this in the past. It's a, it's a, it's a task that I am not equipped for. Um, and it's, it's such a relief being able to just hand this off to somebody who you trust to do a great job, which is what Tim does every week for me. Um, if you need someone to be that person, hit up Tim. Uh, he also does an incredible podcast called better yet. Uh, so his email is better yet podcast at gmail.com. Uh, what else before we get to Chewy? Uh, I have a Patreon. Um, I was just away for five weeks. Uh, so aside from just getting the extra, uh, radio episodes and, and bonus, uh, content from, uh, interviews, um, I did a Touche Amore tour journal, which I was updating every week ish. Um, I just posted the last entry today. Um, so it's pretty thorough, pretty in depth, a lot of pictures, uh, a lot of information, um, so that's up there now. Hit up patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show on Apple or Spotify, that really means a lot. Um, rating and reviewing the show does a whole lot. Okay, moving to the interview. Thank you for your time. Uh, here is my interview with Chewy Hartman. Chewy, thanks so much for hanging out with me. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I know you're a bit on a... Uh, on a time constraint, how's the project going? You last, I saw you the other day, I dropped off some equipment to you for, to do this podcast. And you were telling me that you were making these custom covers for the turnstile record release show in, uh, in, in Baltimore, right? Yeah. I assume. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty much, I have, I had 10 days to do the, this really large, I don't know, like series of like custom hand painted covers for the record release show. I'm aiming for a hundred, but, to be honest, I don't know. You know, like yeah, how's it looking? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like it, I think it was just like a lot of like hiccups. You know, just like a lot of first drafts. You know, like the first one I showed you, like that's not the way I ended up going. I ended up like making it like kind of like a a flip over like poster. You know, so like, it covers like both sides, but like when you take it out, like it'll be like a cool poster or whatever. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Um, but like. It's just, I, I've had to reorganize my entire workspace, you know, like, it's just a lot of, like, different ways of trying to figure out the method of, like, just producing it, like, one after 
the other with it. I don't know. Just kind of like being the same, but like still not as formulaic, you know? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. These these is always the trials and the tribulations of doing anything DIY. It's like it, you always have this grand idea of what you want to do, but then once you sit down and you start actually doing it, you're like, okay, now yeah. it becomes problem solving. Oh, 100, 100%. I mean, like it's, once it's problem solving, then you're just kind of doing it. Like there's like one part where I'm just doing like all like the lettering. So it's just like really, really tedious, like tiny, tiny mark making. And then the other side, it's, painting clouds and you're like and it's just like all gestural and like it's just like fun and easy you know like so it's just kind of like breaking it up like what do I want to do and like I don't want to like experience burnout you know like early on because I I so I'm like halfway through it right now and I got like five days left and it's pretty much been non-stop from the time I wake up to working till about like two or three in the morning each oh night and then just going for it you know but yeah, you know, every, every now and then I take a few breaks, but you know, like it's just living in the studio. Yeah. Well, it shows your devotion to how much you are, I guess, and you know, you enjoy working with this band and on this project and also just, you know, being a part of the thing in general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just, I mean, I mean, I, I enjoy like the process and like the grind of like the process. I mean, like it's, to me, it's like really similar to like video games and you know, like an RPGs like, and just like, how you just gotta, gotta grind to like level up, you know? Like it's just, <laughs> I know I'm gonna suck for a minute, and then once I just like get it and I understand like the timing or whatever, you know, like it's just like right. I just move through it, you know? Yeah. Are you a video game person that has to like 100% a game? The only one I did that one recently with was Ghost of Tsushima. Like that one was just like, an amazing game. Like where I just like I get really really into it, but I mean not necessarily like every game like i go like and try to do like every achievement or whatever it's just more i try to play every like campaign or whatever and like most right players too yeah i'm not a huge video game person but i i do um i'll i'll play a few a year and i use it as sort of like a reward system for myself like if i complete like a project or something like yeah. that i'm like all right now i'm gonna just allow myself to turn my brain off yeah definitely play a game for a while yeah, I played and I play. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, there's a lot of games that I get close to the hundred percent, but the um, the Ghost of uh, Tashima, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, that's the game that I, I, I did hundred percent that one. But that one even got tedious, where it's like, do I really need to go to all these spas? I know, really. <laughs> like, I mean, like now there's like a new expansion that just came out. I'm just like, man, oh, like, no. I just like I want to dive back into it, but then I want to wait until like i upgrade to like the ps5 and experience it in all its glory you know but oh right yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not likely with the current playstation and xbox situation yeah i haven't really paid a lot of attention to that but it seemed like the rollout of the playstation 5 has been kind of a nightmare where like this the the availability wasn't there yeah just immediately bought by scalpers and just it's not available really you know Ugh, the worst um, so yeah, you're from, you're a San Fernando Valley kid, right? Yeah. I'm born and raised in Selmar, which is like, Selmar, yeah, okay. like the very Northeast corner of LA. I, uh, I just hung out with, uh, went to a movie with our mutual friend, Luis, and I told him that I was going to be interviewing you. And he was one, I, I was, I was like, I actually don't know where he's from. And he was like, yo, he's a Valley kid. He was like w- around for like cobalt stuff. Oh and yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's awesome. I was, uh, Frequent, I don't know, I, I was pl- playing the Cobalt, like, when I was, like, 14, and then just, like, 
going pretty much every other weekend, like, since then. You know, like, that was, you know, that was, like, the home territory, you know? Yeah, so for those listening um, that are not from L.A. or, you know, obviously the San Fernando Valley, uh, the Cobalt Cafe is uh, an all-ages venue space that a lot of us really kind of, like, you know, cut our teeth playing shows (laughs) at or just kind of understanding what a community kind of is um, for all of us out in the valley here. But it was a it's funny. I reflect on the place and I have a bit of a love hate relationship with it. How do you feel about it now that you've had some time away from it? I mean, it was a great spot for me being at that age, you know, like being like 15, you know, like and getting like being one genuinely like passionate about like hardcore and like being like about like mosh i don't know just like being like involved in the crowd and like knowing every i don't know like i was just really really into it and it was a spot where like if you weren't really into it you would get checked you know like so Mm, like it would be like there would be sketchy situations a lot of fights but it was also very very open where like everyone's just kind of like going in through the back like which was like kind of like the green room but like it's not really you know like it's just kind of like the back entrance to load in the year you know like it was it was a great introduction, you know, like, I think, to, like, just live music and just, like, venues in general, you know, like, so I think it was a great youth spot, you know, because, like, everywhere else, like, in the Valley, it was just kind of backyard shows or, like, random, like, the Kung Fu Corner, you know, like, or just, I don't know, like, the spots would come and go, but the Cobalt was, like, the consistent spot, you know, like, other than doing a chain or, like, the key club or something, you know? And, like, totally coming from the valley, you know, like, you didn't really, like, the valley's pretty big, so, like, you kind of stayed in the valley, you know, like, for shows, you know, like, going to L.A. is just, like, that's a mission, you know, like, but, like, you were kind of, like, committing to it, and, like, a lot of people from the valley kind of, like, stayed playing in the valley. I mean, I don't know, there, there was, like, a lot of, like, give and take to it, but, I mean, like, I feel like there was just, like, a lot of good musicians and, like, just, like, a lot of, like, good moments like in music to me like that happened like at the cobalt or like just any backyard show or, you know right no I, I i agree with you it's um i think the thing that i that i appreciate the most about its existence when looking back on it is that it's the kind of place that you could have been at any age and called them and just said hey can i play a show on this day that you don't have any shows booked and they just be like, yeah, like you don't have to prove yourself or anything like that. Like it was a space that like anyone from any genre, whatever can just have a show there. Yeah. And that for that pretty cool, you know, because as a young person, it's like, you don't want to like pay to play to like have to play like the whiskey a go go and have oh to, we definitely know, still to had sell. to do that over the cobalt though. Oh, like I remember like I had a few bands that like we had to do that. I mean like it was you know, like mainly like if you're like a local band, you know, like you had, mm-hmm. you know, like you saw like the touring band that was coming in and you're like, you want to be on that bill and you know, but like, all right, sell 20 tickets, you know, like sell 50 tickets, you know, like depending on, on like what the show was, you know, like. Oh, that's like, right. That's right. I I think that there was the kid who started actually booking legitimate bands to come through there. Yeah. Well, I forgot know. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, towards so, the end so of it, that, it was starting to get, like, a little bit bigger of, like, tour packages, you know? But the beginning right. of it, it was definitely, like, anyone could play. Call, yeah. 
when when I when I was definitely like you know a lot younger, it was it was just like you know me and me and uh, all of our like local friend bands that would just like put on our own shows. But I remember being actually surprised when legitimate bands started playing there. Yeah. I was like, whoa! Like I th- uh, I don't know if you remember, but the band Tragedy played there. I remember that. And when that it's it was like I remember when that got booked, everybody was just like, what? And even going to that show, it didn't feel like even entering the building, it didn't feel like you were at the Cobalt, where I was like, this isn't the venue that I know. Like, this is packed with people that have never been here before. Yeah, you know? I think it was like the time where they actually like have like a two foot stage, you know, like at the time, opposed to like a six foot. I don't know. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely like they were going for it, like towards like the end. But I think it just still like kind of clashed with like it's just like it's accessibility to like everything you know like and it was just a little too diy for it to like maintain that i th- like i think you yeah know, but but yeah i mean it was definitely like an era you know like in the valley yeah I, it's a nice thing to reflect on and especially talk to other people that experienced it and hear how they you know like how they look back on it and all of that so i'm appreciative for its existence um but yeah, there's a there's a, there's a little bit of uh, I have like slight resentment towards a few things with it, um, but I can't really um, commit too much to those feelings because I've had some so many lovely experiences and so many friendships that were formed because of that place. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, it's nice it's it's nice to talk to someone else who uh, who who you know, like I said, like kind of cut their teeth there. So what were you? I mean, before we get into your art, what were you? What'd you do in the bands? Were you playing guitar? Were you yeah, singing? I played, what were you doing? I played guitar for like a few bands, you know, like kind of growing up, uh, you know, like they're, they're like the early projects, you know, like that you don't really talk about anymore, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm with you. I feel that. <laughs> but I mean, I was like really into drawing, like maybe like growing up, but I never like really saw it as anything, you know, like, and hardcore was just, like the the cool avenue for me to like just like I don't know I really love like just like riffing you know just like a, a good riff just like it that's like what like really 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 like it's that's my hook you know yeah but, yeah so when um so when you were young what was uh so the show's all about first experiences you know so like when you were young what was the first time that you felt like you were connecting with art like do you remember uh being excited about drawing and stuff at a young age or did that or when did um, that connect with you? So growing up, um, I, my grandpa from my dad's side, he passed before I was born, but I had learned that he was like an old like Disney animator and Hanna-Barbera animator. And like from like the, he did like Snow White or uh, sorry, uh, he did Bambi, uh, the Flintstones, uh, Scooby-Doo, wow. like a bunch of like stuff. So like I, I had, like, always kind of, like, known about, like, drawing as, like, a profession, like, since I was, like, a really young kid, but because, you know, like, he wasn't around, like, growing up, I didn't really, like, hear too much about him, and, like, it was just kind of, like, this mythos thing or whatever, you know, like, when I was, like, in high school and stuff, like, and getting really into, like, hardcore and stuff, like, I was really into filmmaking at the time, you know, like, and drawing was just, like, something that, like, I kind of, like, did on the side, you know, like, and... I don't know. It it was just like just another form of expression in in general. Like it wasn't something that was like very serious or anything to me. You know, like. But uh, 
I mean, like there, there was kind of like a lot to it too, because like in the valley, my family has like this coffee shop called Buffalo Bruce's. It's like a spot that had like open mic nights, like art shows, and you know, like I don't know, like karaoke, like punk shows, ska shows, like a lot of different like type of community community events. You know, like and we were like there since like '97, so I was like four years old. You know, like just kind of like being. Like, constantly being there, you know, like, so I was just kind of, like, exposed to, like, a lot of different people, too, you know, like, just growing up, you know, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, like, hard to, like, pinpoint, like, when exactly for me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, it sounds like you had a lot of, um, just creative people around you, and that's obviously runs through your family. Um, was your grandpa, around like Burbank area. Cause that sounds like if the Burbank studios yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I believe he was. Um, yeah. Like my, my dad's side, like he's been here for like a long time. Like he was like, a, he's like an OG deadhead. My dad's like an OG deadhead. Like we're like, he was born in 1950. So he was like 16 when like they're popping. Oh you yeah. Know, like, and then like, he just like fully went on like that train and like, like growing up, like I would have like Rick Griffin, Rick Griffin posters of like Hendrix, The Doors, and like all these like old posters that he would like take from like the streets like that weekend, you know, like and just like I don't know. That was like another like thing that I always had like kind of growing up with too, you know, like it was just like looking up at those like as like a little kid, you know, like right. Do you remember? Do you remember when you realized that you had the ability to draw? I've I've had a few artists on the show, and and I know that's kind of like maybe almost a silly question. It's a very like, um, like little kid almost question. But it's but I remember, um, I think a lot of people go through it as as kids, where every when you're young, everyone wants to draw. It just yeah. it's a thing to do on your notebook when you're not wanting to pay attention in class, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and you re and there's the lucky few. It's like being able to sing. You know, it's like there's the lucky few that once you start doing it, you're like, oh, my God, I can actually do this. And I, I wonder if you remember, like, what that felt like or or when that moment kind of hit you. Um, Honestly, it. It happened really, really young where like it was it's more like, I don't know, when I was in kindergarten, I was actually asked to uh, to illustrate an, a book about animals like from my for my elementary school, you know, like, and in the fifth grade, I did the logo for Harding Elementary, you know, like, and that was, like, their logo for, like, 12 years or so. Oh, wow. You know, like, but, like, I did that, like, in the fifth grade, you know, like, so, like, I, I, I knew I could draw since kindergarten. I was fortunate to, like, have, like, a, like, a young teacher, you know, um, Mr. Shervington, you know, like, uh, he, he saw that I could draw at kindergarten or whatever, like, and he, like, was, like, very serious. And then I remember my mom telling me, like, just how, like, he would be very adamant, you know, like, that I should pursue this or whatever. Like, and that's why, like, I did, like, the, like, this children's book, like, in in kindergarten that was, like, just, like, a school book or whatever. But when it happened then, like, it was just nothing. It was just, like, another day or whatever, you know, because you don't really, you're not really conscious when you're a kid, you know? Right, totally. But, like, looking back, like, that's a little wild because, like, one, throughout school and stuff, like, I never, like, paid attention to, like, really focusing on drawing at all. Like, I could just do it, you know, but, like, I just, it was just, like, something that, you know, that you could do, but, like, I never, I was never, like, the kid known for drawing or whatever, 
Oh, you know, interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever, were you ever, do you remember what type of stuff that you would draw? Was it like cartoon characters that you liked oh, yeah. or? I mean, definitely like a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um, okay. Metal Gear Solid uh, artwork, you know, uh, and like Kingdom Hearts and like just like video game references. And, yeah. you know, like I was just like, I love video games and I still do love video games, you know? Yeah. Like it's just like, I don't know, like that definitely had like a huge influence. And then like with Tony Hawk and like all like the world industries, like I remember being like a little kid and making like my own like little comics with like all the Wet Willy, uh, Flame Boy and like the little devil character, like make my own comics with them. Oh, wow. And I don't know my. uh, Yeah, I mean, like it's. It's always just been like something that's just been something fun to do, you know, like, and when I'm not paying attention in class, you know, like, it's just like, like, that's like where I would really explore it. And I would have like a friend who was also really good. And that would be like kind of competitive and like, oh, I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna do one better, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a great way to escape. No, for sure. Did, uh, did you ever take any like art classes as a young person, like outside of school? Um, I mean, like, there'd be, like, little workshops or something, you know, like, that would happen, like, with kids, kid groups or whatever, you know, like, um, I had, like, I don't know, like, I, I took, like, the basic classes, like, in, like, LA, LAUSD, like, art classes, you know, like, which was just, like, ceramics, you know, like, and I didn't take any drawing classes until my senior year, and that was only because I was about to not graduate, and I was short on credit, so I had to, like, just, like, do that and then I ended up taking drawing and then I was offered like to graduate with art honors you know like and it was just like that like was like the thing that kind of like pushed me to study animation like right after that because I was all about film then but like I was like oh I could kind of draw you know like and then that was like I think senior year was like the time like where like I finally like kind of like saw it as like a possibility you know but yeah right did uh did you ever try exploring any any other sort of mediums? Like have you ever tried doing like, you know, like sculpting or or anything like that? Like like were you seeing what else you were, you know, potentially capable of when you were younger or did you always kind of stick to drawing? Oh yeah, I mean like definitely sculpting was was fun. I mean, I remember even like in second grade like I we were like messing with Play-Doh and I uh I made like a T-Rex you know, like, like a, like a legitimate T-Rex with, like, little teeth and stuff, you know, like, I used, like, toothpicks, like, to hold, like, the structure, you know, like, I, I felt like I was just, like, I had it down, you know, like, and then that was just, like, as a kid, and then I, I think it was just more of, like, the process that that's more difficult, but, like, learning about, like, other artists who've just kind of, like, dedicated their lives from being a painter to becoming a sculptor, like, it's, the, the language is very, very similar, you know, mm. like, it's just, painting and drawing it's a lot about thinking about form and you know like I know that like I I eventually want to get back into exploring it in some way you know like it's just I haven't had the possibility you know yeah no, it's, just, I it's just more of like yeah like if I have the possibility to do something like I'm gonna do it you know yeah and what about with painting um because uh, and forgive me because you're you're talking to someone who who knows uh about as much about painting as as like I like that painting, you know, but, but like there's, I know there's obviously a ton of different styles of painting. There's watercolor, there's oil based, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like, 
Um, have you explored all of those and like found what works for you? Do you do, you do a lot of different styles of paintings or do you kind of stick to what you know works for you? Like, what do you, what do you enjoy? I mean, I've learned like the traditional methods of like using oil paints and watercolor and gouache, you know, like and acrylics. And lately I've been using acrylics, but that's just because things are much more immediate, you know, because like the dry time is so much faster. Oh, oil, okay. like you need to like have like be in like a ventilated space or just like, like I, I have like a, a tight living situation. So like I can't realistically work with oils without like just straight up poisoning myself <laughs> Shit, you know yeah. like um but i mean like oils will be a thing in the future i know um but uh, watercolors are also like just kind of like the immediacy of it is like really really strong and it's also just kind of like a, a different it's like you're like Different thing, different types of paints, you know, like work light to dark or dark to light, you know, like, and, you know, you also think about like the dry time or the reworkability, like if you do layers and stuff. Um, but I mean, like also working mixed media too, which is just like introducing like ink and then just like some crayon or whatever, you know, like whatever type of medium or like a cutout, you know, like it's, I, I think it's always like, and any medium is kind of possible just based off the current situation, you know? Okay. And I think right three years ago, you know, like, yes, you know, like I, I would, I would say, yes, I'm doing this and that, you know, like right now I'm just doing acrylics and watercolors and working on paper and, but you know, like hopefully in the future I'll have like a nice studio or whatever and you know like and then I'll be working with this and that you know like and yeah I mean like it's just it's just just a moment I feel like mediums are momentary for me at the moment you know like I like I, I haven't settled on anything yet yeah because you know, like, no, I feel like cool. I just yeah yeah art is an exploration I understand that's cool that's cool um so Actually, one more question before we start getting into some of your work is, um, did you do any sort of like art colleges or anything like that? Like, did you go to any art schools like after high school? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, right after high school, I, I went to that, uh, that corporate AI school. Uh, I I just like wanted to get out of, get out of Selmar and Mm -hmm. like, I just moved to San Francisco and went to AI and then I studied animation for like two years and, it was, like, there I was, like, taking, like, some, like, life drawing classes, which, like, I really, really loved. Like, I, I found that, like, I really excelled at that. But then I was also, like, learning Maya and, like, the digital side. And I just, like, I found that, like, I really hated it. You oh, know, like, shit. and it was just, like, I don't know. Like, I, I was being taught, like, what to think, not how to think, in a sense. Like, I don't know. Like, as far as, like, process goes, you know, like, it's just more about taking direction. Um, and at, I don't know. Like, I think... Yeah, I mean, like, it was just, like, a bad situation in a sense that, like, it was completely unaccredited, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then, like, I moved back to L.A., and then I joined a punk band, uh, and we just kind of, like, toured around and played shows, and then I kind of, like, was, like, in this financial debt because I went to that school, and, yeah, like, it was just, like, kind of, like, a, a tough time for a minute, you know, like, because I went to go pursue drawing for a while and I felt like I just like really failed, you know, like, and, you know, like I was just kind of like getting really back into like the hardcore scene, 
you know, like here in LA and just really focusing on that. And then I had to go back to community college and just continue to go to school because otherwise I had to pay all that money back. And I just felt like kind of like I was trapped for a minute, you know, like, and I don't know, like, I, I just felt like I, it, it was just like heavy because like it, it felt like I, I really failed for a while, you know, like as far as like attempting to draw, you know, like, and then just it not working out. But then like, I was like in this band and it just, over a while, like I just kind of like start to lose interest and the band recognized I start to lose interest and then I eventually get kicked out. And then I got surprisingly got like an internship over at Epitaph, you know, like, and my friend just, I don't know, like, I was just, like, really pushing to, like, just do anything, like, drawing-related, you know, like... Yeah, for, like, what, let me ask you this. When you when you stopped going to, to the art school and then you came back and you did the band, was that a way to sort of, like, escape art? Like, were you still drawing at all, or was that... Or were you, like, did you need a break? I mean, I, I definitely took a break for a while, but then, like, I just... I wanted to take it seriously, and I, I didn't really stop. Like, I turned, like, my bedroom into, like, a studio... You know, like, and at the shows, like, I was trying to do, like, just, like, whatever type of drawings. You know, like, I was definitely riffing off of, like, Rick, Rick Griffin at the time, you know, like, where I just, like, you know, I'm just pulling from inspiration just to, like, practice in a sense, you know. But uh, I kind of, like, recognized that, like, I was better at drawing than I was at playing guitar, you know, like, after a little while, you know, like, and it was just, like... I didn't know what, what I could do with drawing just because, like, where I grew up, like, it's just the only type of pers person I ever heard of, like, doing something with drawing was, like, my grandpa. But, sure. you know, he was, you know, this character that, like, didn't really exist to me, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's, like, when I would draw or do stuff, you know, like, like, I would have it, like, at my shop, but, like, people would be like, oh, but how are you going to make money, you know? Like, and it's just, like, it really is just kind of, like, it's a defeating thing. On. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's a defeating know, like, thing to be told, too. No, I understand that for sure. Like, and, and like, I, I, I had come back from, like, going to, like, you know, like, learn, like, animation or whatever, like, take drawing seriously. And I just came back defeated and I was back working at my coffee shop, you know, like, and it was just, like, you know, like, it was just, like, just this compounding thing, you know. But, like, when I got, like, this internship at Epitaph, you know, like, it was just, like, it became more of a real thing because I was looking at, like, what their you know, like, all these, like, posters of, like, these, like, legendary albums and, like, shows and, like, I don't know, like, it was, it was very exciting to me because, like, it was just, like, it was just, it was just, like, what I, I grew up looking at, like, in my living room with, like, these, like, old show posters, you know, like, that Rick Griffin did or whatever, you know, like, let me ask you this. What was the, what was the internship for? Was it like a, was it for like a, like a graphic design sort of uh, I, marketing was, sort of position or what was it? It was a pretty general, like, just uh, internship. yeah, like I was just like at the front desk, you know, like doing oh, okay. some data entry, but like I would like bring in drawings. I would work on drawings because like there was like a lot of downtime too, you know, like, and I would just be working on drawings and like kind of like hinting, you know, like, let me do something art direct, you know, like work with the art director or something, you know, like. I don't know, like, I was very, very, very young and very, very fresh to, like, that whole world, you know? Yeah. But, like, that's, I mean, that's the that's the upside of an internship. If you're there and you're motivated and you're excited, that's better than someone just being there and, you know, not 
not really uh, doing anything but just taking up space, you know? So it's, it's good that you had that drive to be like, look, this is some of the stuff I'm interested in, you know? And yeah, I'm sure to the people who work there, they see that and they're like, okay, you know, that's something that we know that this person's into. Yeah, definitely. And like, that's when I, I started to like have a few conversations with like their art director and you know, like I learned about where he went to school and stuff. And then it was a school called Art Center and like it was here in Pasadena and, you know, like I ended up like putting together like a portfolio of like a bunch of stuff that I did and I, uh, I had like an interview and then like I got in with like a scholarship and then just kind of like the internship ended and then I just was full time at that school for like That's four amazing. years straight. So you got a scholarship and ended up going to a different school. That was, yeah. that was that's incredible. I mean, that's like the best, like it's the, it's the best end to that end to that that school saga possible. Because I mean, it's funny. It's like when you describe what was going on, it's like it's such a reflection of like America, where it's like you know you get so in debt for this thing that you want to do to pursue your dream, and then you get defeated and deflated by it because of financial things, because of maybe it's not what you expected. And then you end up going and doing the job that you're not that interested in, you know, or like just, you know, working in retail or something like that. It's like such a typical thing. That's like what our society continues to do. So it's like nice to hear that you ended up getting the scholarship and then going and getting to once again, pursue the thing that you have always wanted to do. Yeah. I mean like, and just being there, like, I don't know, it was really hyped up to be, like, yeah, everyone here is, like, the best of, like, their school or whatever, you know, like, and of it was course. just, like, this, you know, like, I, I, I enjoy the, the, the competition, you know, like, I just, you know, like, just growing up, like, when I would draw, like, in class, I would be drawn, like, competing against, like, my best friend, you know, like, and what he would draw or whatever, you know, like, and then being around people who were just, like, legitimately, like, really, really good, and, you know, like, it was a type of school that was, very 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 intense as far as like the work ethic that would go into it it would be hundreds of hours of work a week you know like it just it's notorious for burnout and like you know like it was like i i I love the challenge of it you know like it just because to me like it just i related it to like video games you know like and it's like (laughs) like, this is just like it all comes back to video games. yeah it all comes back to video games you know like it's just like i'm leveling up you know yeah let me did is that where you kind of uh, you know, got your chops with with doing portraits and stuff because your portrait uh, work is is just unbelievably great. You know, when you Thank scroll you. through your your Instagram, it's like it's cool because you're seeing a lot of the stuff you do with with drawing at shows and stuff, and that's very much one style. But then you scroll past like this very detailed, very incredible portrait of like you know a lot of people from the hardcore community. Honestly, you know, it's like I, I've seen you've done portraits of like justice of lee of uh ross of just all sorts of people and they're all and they all have their own kind of different look to them too it's like doesn't seem like you're sticking to the exact same thing every time you approach a portrait so did you uh is that where you kind of figured out how to do that um i guess more confidently i mean i think since when i first started learning studying animation you know like you're being taught anatomy you know like so life drawing is always it's always at the forefront you always start that in the beginning you know like so drawing at shows was my way of practice you know because 
drawing from models was very, very boring and tedious. It was just like always opposed and just like, you know, like whereas drawing at bands, you know, like, yeah, everyone's moving, but everyone has like their go-to poses. So they return to it, you know, like eventually, you know, like I just got to be patient enough, you know, but and I bounce around, you know, like draw, but drawing portraits, drawing from a photo, you know, like you take in knowledge that you have from anatomy, from, you know, like just, I don't know, like a, a lot of different things, you know, like I'm, it's something that like I'm constantly trying to learn about, you know, like as far as like where like the blood flows in the face, you know, like where the greens are, like because like the bones like peeking through like the skin, you know, like it's, there's a lot of different things to gestures that can convey like a likeness, you know, like, and I don't know, like when I did like the portraits of everyone like in the, in the scene, you know, like it was because I was learning portraits or whatever, but I didn't want to do a portrait of like Einstein or like Google, like whatever, like person, you know, like, yeah. I was, I firmly believe that, like, you know, like, hardcore is in, like, a similar position that, like, the punk was, like, you know, like, in the 80s, where, like, it's starting to become observed by, like, a much larger audience, you know, like, and, you know, like, it's a very real moment in, in music, you know, like, and I think that the people who had an effect on it will be looked back at, possibly, you know, like, I mean, like, I learned about, like, Black Flag, you know, like, and Edward Culver and, like, you know, just, like, all these different photographers and stuff, you know, because just being a teenager and falling in love with music, you know, like, you just kind of, like, dive in, you know, like, I think it's going to happen with hardcore, and I just wanted to focus on those people that were, like, around me that, like, had affected me, you know, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, instead of. Yeah, that's why, like, I kind of, like, focused on them for a while, and I wanted to do it in different styles, because style is kind of bullshit, you know? Like, it's just, like, you just kind of, like, you understand the language, you know, like, and it's just, like, then you learn to speak it or whatever, you know, like, like, I think it's style is also, like, inherent, like, you know, like, I, I want to make my work, like, handwriting, you know, like, where it's just kind of, like, subconscious, you know, like, everyone's handwriting is uniquely theirs, but they don't think about it. You know, like, I want my mark making to be that way, too, you know? But, like, I don't know. It's, it was also just practice, you know, because yeah. in the end, that's what it really was to me. So uh, for for people that are maybe unfamiliar with, with your work, if, and, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I invite you to please go, you know, obviously uh, look at Chewy's, like, Instagram, for example, where you go to shows and you like, you know, you'll be side stage or something and you just start, you draw the show. And for someone who's listening, it's like that, that sounds really wild, you know, but then you see, like, I'm fascinated by it because you do seem to pick specific moments, but the, you know, especially in hardcore is fascinating to me because especially in hardcore, there's so much chaos happening on stage. You know, it's like you get, obviously there's kids stage diving, there's kids also, you're on a time limit because most, most, especially like localish hardcore bands, they're not playing longer than 15 minutes, you know, 15, yeah. 20 minutes or something like that. So it's like, you know, you, you have, you, you are kind of on a race to get this drawing done. And I liked what you said about how a lot of people kind of re- return to their, to like their form, you know, they might go do their little jump kick or something, but then they're going to go back and they're going to stand where they normally yeah. stand. Um, 
but uh but yeah like what what was the first like inspiration for you to start doing that do you remember the first band that you drew it was uh the inspiration was really just to get out of my school and to do my homework at a spot like I wanted to go to shows, but I had to do my homework. You know, like my homework consisted of doing a hundred location drawings a week. You yeah. know, like, and I didn't want to be in the cafeteria drawing my classmates like everyone else was, or like being at my home or wherever. You know, like I wanted to go to the shows. You know, like, and I just took my sketchbook and uh, my friend Aldo. Uh, he was just like, "Hey man, you should make a zine." You know, like just doing this because I was drawing in the parking lot. And it was for uh, this the first For the Children Festival uh, sure. here in L.A. And yep. uh, the first band that I drew was God's Hate. And then uh, after that, it was like Nomads and like everyone else who played that that weekend, you know? Um, yeah. And then I would... But I was like drawing everywhere. Like I was... I had a really, really good sketchbook habit where I, I just... You know, because, like, I, I knew the challenge of just whatever being a draftsman or painter or whatever, you know, like, is to make anything interesting, you know, like, make the mundane interesting, you know, like, because if I'm working editorial, I may get, like, a, an assignment that's kind of boring, you know, like, and I gotta still make it interesting, you know, like, that's the challenge, so how can I just learn to observe, you know, like, and I would just draw everything, everywhere, car rides, you know, like, sh- but, like, shows, and it was just, like, it was just practice, you know, like, just to, you know, like, build up confidence with my mark making because I was working with ink instead of, like, a pencil, so that way I couldn't erase, you know, like, if I messed up, you know, like, well, I gotta, that's the new challenge, you know, I gotta, gotta fix it, you know, and, like, I just love, like, the the give and take of, like, the problem solving, you know, like, I solve a problem, I create a problem, solve a problem, create a problem, you know, like, and, you know, like, when it comes to drawing from life, you know, like, there's that immediacy because you know the moment's fleeting you know like and when you're in that moment like it's just it's like the kind of like a survival state where like you're I'm paying attention to everything like as much as I can you know like like I you know like going to hardcore shows you know like when I first early on like I got messed up like at a Bane turnstile show where like I was trying to draw like side pit and then someone crowd killed and I got an elbow to my brow and like I just had a concussion and then like I had to go to class like the next morning like with like a fucking horrible painting that was unfinished you know like that and it was just like since then like I would try to like find the spot but like you know like you become familiar with the types of crowd reactions based off the type of show it is you know like not necessarily just hardcore but like any other type of show you know like or even like you know, just being familiar with, like, your environment in general, you know, like, and paying attention to, like, you know, like, knowing how, like, the, the cobalt came and went, you know, like, I pay attention to, like, the venue's architecture, you know, like, something that, that's, like, a standout, you know, because, like, hardcore shows, like, they would really just, like, be at a spot for a minute and then they'd be kicked out, you know. Yeah, like, it's and, classic L.A., yeah, DIY spot in L.A. lasts like six weeks of yeah. at best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the whole thing, you know, like that's kind of like, that's a, a, a time marker to me, you know, like it's just paying attention to the, 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 the space is just as important as the band that's playing with the equipment that they're using with whatever like style that they're dressing, you know, like, and that is all like time and place. 
Right. I like what you, you know, when you were talking, I thought of the word immediacy. And then a second later, you used the word immediacy. I was like, okay, we're on oh, the yeah. same page here where it's like, I mean, between the immediacy of the, of, of the drawing that you're doing uh, as you're explaining it, but also it's like, it's interesting because, you know, that's also how someone could also describe hardcore in general, you know, yeah. it, it all kind of ties together where it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's often fast music. It's often bands and also maybe break up after three shows. It's like so much is, is the immediacy of, of everything. So, um, I think you tie that together. Well, I got to ask just as like a, my own personal, you know, very curious question is, did you ever feel self-conscious being side stage, pulling out a big sketchbook and start drawing and having people like looking at you being like, what is this guy doing? Or like, what is he drawing? Or like, <laughs> you know, like is, is, was that ever like an uncomfortable thing for you? I think being at a hardcore show, I was much more comfortable than being at, like, whatever show, like, where I'm unfamiliar with the type of crowd and, like, mm. you know, like, the thing is, I I would have to uh, become familiar with security yards first, no matter what, you know, because, like, the people that work the venues don't know who anyone is. Sure. They just know, like, their job, like, is to protect this, no, don't allow anyone here or whatever. You know, like, I'm some dude with a book, you know, like, and a pen. <laughs> right. And you're like, what the hell is this guy doing, you know? Like, and, like, I always kind of, like, do, like, the tilt, like, where, like, they could see what I'm doing. And they, like, they'll be like, oh, whoa. And, like, they'll give me, like, a little nod of approval, you know? Like, and then, like, as soon as that happens, I'll be like, can I get right there? You know, like, I'm just doing this, you know? Like, and, I don't know, like, I, I've, I've found that, like, just drawing shows has become, like, a key to, like, any spot you know like I people like let me do my thing you know like no matter what there's always the the annoying drunk person who wants to get their phone and take like a TikTok or whatever you know like and just I'm their content or whatever you know like and that's why like I just try to avoid a lot of like general spaces because that happens a lot Mm. you know like because you know like it is a very odd thing to see you know like someone especially like me I'm like six three you know like i'm a tall person you know like i stand out you know like and then i'm also like carrying like a book you know like and it's just like <laughs> yeah you know, like it, it's hard to be inconspicuous with what you're doing yeah you know like but i i try my best to just like be like out of my way as possible sure you know like and you know like i don't know like being side stage is like the most ideal spot for me just because like I don't have to deal with the constant crowd interaction. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like sometimes like that adds to like the, the drawing too, you know, because like choices are different than, you know, like, so that, yeah, the outcome's going to be different. But, uh, you know, like, yeah, I, I just like a photographer and, you know, like photographers, I feel like they're constantly moving, you know, like, whereas when I start, I can't move because as soon as I, if I take a step, my entire perspective is shifted, you yeah. know, like, so like when I, I like, I, before a show, like, I'll scour, like, the entire spot, like, try to figure out, like, a cool composition or whatever, and, like, just try to imagine how, like, the crowd reaction would be or whatever, and, yeah, just hunker down and just get started, you know, like, and, you know, sometimes I'll be lucky enough to finish drawing in a few minutes and then be able to do multiple in one set, but a lot of the times it's just I'll either get it down by the end of their set or I'll take a few like reference videos, you know, like from my perspective, you know, like, and find like my clips and stuff, you know, like 
you know, like, and find that repetitious move that I was like waiting for, you know, like, so that way I could okay. add it in later. But the whole yeah. thing is like the composition is built from life, you know, because like the choices are made differently from life, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. Cool. Cool. Um, I saw you got to do, uh, was it a record cover for, for Trinidad James? Oh, uh, I, I've done a few single, uh, releases for him. Uh, and how did that come your way? Um, he, he got introduced to me, uh, by my friends, Warner and Waverly, uh, from Brownstone. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like I intervie- they, I've interviewed them. Yeah. They yeah. Haven't like been, they, I haven't aired the episode. I, it'll probably be, have aired by the time this comes out, but yeah. So, so through those two. Okay. Yeah. You know, like they're, they were good friends with him and like, you know, like we became good friends and it was just, I don't know. It, it was a very, very random thing because I was personally kind of unaware of who he was, you know, like at the time. And then like, I was just... Yes, I was I was just like a yes man, you know, like to like any project, and you know, like I just want to work, you know, like I want to paint, and he like really like loved and like appreciated like what I was doing, and you know, like kind of like gave me like the creative control and like just like the freedom to like do whatever, you know, like and I ended up like making like these some like really really large paintings, you know, like and yeah, I mean it, he's just he's just been become like a a, a nice friend, you know. Oh, that's super cool. That's super cool. And uh, when I was just kind of like clicking around, looking for looking for things that you've been involved with, I, I saw you also got to work on a Best Coast video. You did, uh, you did like, was it like the, the, basically like the writing on the, like on the wall behind on the set, like the set decoration style thing? Yeah, I was working with uh, Mind Palace. They were doing like the, um, their, their whole video and everything. And I just painted everything, you know, like from like all like the lettering to, I mean, like, it was definitely, like, a huge team effort, you know, like, we were all working till, like, four in the morning, and then call time was, like, two hours later, like, at six, and then they were just, it was, like, the one random day that L.A. started to have, like, a blizzard or, like, a, like a storm or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and, like, there was, like, a, a flood, and the power went out, and, like, it was Ugh. just, like, this, it was just a very, like, it it, it was a lot of lot of uh a lot of work you know like and they they re- they really killed it you know like and i was just fortunate to to paint it yeah you know? that's super cool yeah i saw i saw that and, I, and it felt like it was probably a different experience for you because it was like more lettering as opposed to like obviously like portraits or anything like that yeah i mean but like i kind of grew up doing lettering too just because like my okay. shop you know like my family on top of like having the the coffee shop we also sold christmas trees and pumpkin pumpkins every season since i was born you know so Damn. like i hustlers I was, yeah you know uh <laughs> <laughs> like we yeah like we we would have like a a bunch of i don't know like just like every year like christmas season like i'm making signs and stuff you know so sure. like it's just came yeah. natural yeah it was just a family business you know Right on. Is the coffee shop still there? Yeah. Yeah, we're what's still it called? There. What's it called one more time? Buffalo Bruce's Mercantile. Cool. Cool. I'll, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, before I hit you with the, the last question, we sort of wrap up. I am curious how um, your relationship with Turnstile on the Glow On record came. Because it was the first thing you did for them was design the posters for the, the short movie premiere thing that they were doing? The Love um, Connection thing? That was the second thing. The first thing was doing this shirt design. And then, like, I think a day or two after, it was, I was asked to do, like, you know, like an illustration of, like, you know, like the, the poster design. 
the poster, I didn't design the, po- the poster, that poster. I just uh, made the illustration for it. But mm-hmm. after that, like, it just kind of went on to, like, can you do this, po- the show poster? Can you do this? And then, like, it just kind of, like, snowballed into, like, pretty much doing a lot of, like, the visual content. Like, you know, like, just, I was designing, like, just, like, wearing, like, a lot of different, like, hats, you know, like, I don't know. It, it was the yeah, gig like that, a, like. It seems like it was, like, a different, a different, um painting or 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 whatever for like each show almost for like those this these last handful of shows you know it's like oh, each yeah. one got their own thing which is like looked really special yeah i mean like and i was knocking those out like maybe like an hour and a half to oh some God. of them like 20 but like all within like a 24 to 48 hour cycle you know like and you know like and then just i had like a formula that like i i felt we all felt comfortable with you know like as far as like the template you know like and just kind of rock, rocked with it you know like i don't know like i like drawing shows and draw, that immediacy of like having to draw shows and then finish it and then put it out before like the photographers like kind of like instilled like that fast pace pace like work ethic you know like i don't know like uh yeah, I mean, like, it, it's, it's something that, like, I've just, like, wanted to do, and I, I, I just, like, felt confident about, like, doing, you know? Like, and it was just, like, I don't know. It's it's a lot, a lot of fun, you know, just because it's this, a band uh, that I really love, you know? Yeah, this, this, like, entire, like, album rollout for them has been one of the best I've seen in a long time. It's, like, you know, so much has gone into it that is really exciting, and, and I think the visuals are such a, such a, a, a main role in this, so... Um, I think that the, the work you've done with them has been really, really special. And it's only really added to like the entire experience, you know, like, so, uh, you know, certainly congratulations on, on all the work you've done. It's been incredible. Thank Truly you incredible. so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what I, I want to ask, when was the first time that you felt like you were doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards? I think, you know, cause like when I first started, drawing bands it was just more practice to me but like when it really hit was I drew Comeback Kid and Comeback Kid was like the first hardcore band that got me into all of it you know and I don't know like it, it was having my sketchbook and kind of being so nervous to just like, approach it because like to me like they're just like this I put them on this big old pedestal and everything mm-hmm. you know like and then I got the okay to be like behind their their amps and everything so I could draw and then like the next day like they had like a great reaction to it and stuff and like it just like it hit like you know like I don't know like it's just like I felt like this is exactly what I want you know like yeah. I, I, I want to like I want that feeling you know like and it's happened like a, a few times like afterwards and stuff but like you know like and I'm fortunate to like have it happen like you know like repeatedly you know like and I want to keep that happening you know like but it's I don't know because I feel like with illustration and stuff, like there's like a lot of general routes as far as going into editorial or in-house or wherever. And with music, it's kind of like, it's not really my world, you know, like because, you know, it's a sonic world, you know, like, and I'm just, you know, like the visuals are, I don't know. Like doing this stuff with Turnstile is like definitely like the, the, the dream gig for me because it's like a band that like I... I feel really strongly about and if I was a kid I would I know I would respond strongly to like the the paintings in general and that would like 
I got inspired by Raymond Pettibon's like album covers and stuff and Rick Griffin and stuff. Like that was my general inspiration to push this, you know, like, and coming from like the Valley where like, it's not looked as a possibility, you know, like it's, yeah, it's just like these moments were like my desires and what I'm trying to do, like just collide. Like it just, I don't know. It, yeah, it it just it's 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 happening, you know, like and I know that it's in moments, you know, like and I, I try to savor it when it's happening, but like at the same time like I'm just trying to think about what's next and right now I just gotta do a lot of regular release posters and <laughs> it's Yeah, you know, no, like, I f- I feel it. Well I mean I'm ex- I, that's that's awesome. I, I I understand what you're saying where, you know, you got to you did the thing for Comeback Kid, the band that you like, and then having them real see it and and be stoked on it i'm sure that's such a fulfilling feeling what where was that show at that was at uh union uh cool it was yeah union on pico they played like the the lower part of like the smaller room yeah yeah it was it was was a cool show it was just like a floor show you know yeah yeah well that's awesome man well thank you so much chewy for hanging out with me this is fun yeah thank you for having me appreciate it And that is our show. Thank you so much to Chewy for coming on and thank you for listening. Reminder, uh, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do that. Do it on uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you are enjoying this. And if it happens to be Apple and you want to rate and review the podcast, that'd mean a lot to me. All right. I will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.